Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Alright, uh, this is the Fighting Cup Podcast. This is the intro. We talk about a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of questions being sent in. Um, it obviously, international break. Um, so we kind of just have to fill for an hour. But Alex from Bristol's back. Hi. You alright? Yeah. You can see it in my knickknacks. I asked you for squares and you got me knickknacks. Yeah, but I didn't have any squares. What do you mean? It didn't... Go to a different shop. Come on. I'd just give you money to go and get cigarettes. You won't even buy me a pack of fucking squares. No, I, I would. I would. But that's a ridiculous thing to ask. Just to go to another shop. Like, you go to the nearest shop. You don't You're in central London. It's not like you've got to trek across four fields. Were you genuinely disappointed when I didn't yes. bring squares back? You wanted me to go to uh, find other shops. Just text, text. Just send a text. If not, don't cushion the blow. Just, like, you know, soz, knickknacks. What, what's wrong with knickknacks? They're good. No, they're all right. It's the fight in. So 54, season 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alex from Bristol. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Been busy doing other stuff, man. What, passion updates? Yeah, I've bought <laughs> that now. Yeah, Sick of it. Don't rate it. It's hard work, man. There's credit to Windy when I'm doing that every week. Yeah. I, can, I can see why Wikipedia died. <laughs> just, that wasn't that hard work. You just fucking used to read something and think, I know, you know. And fucking, <laughs> <laughs> everyone loved it, but he's just, uh, I don't know, Rick's a fucking work stay, show. Stay in power, man. It's been, been busy. We've been, uh, you know, there's other podcasts to be done. Blow the belt boxing podcast. Blow the belt. What? How many people listen to that? Plug in. Huh? How many people listen to that? About five. Five. Irrelevant, isn't it? It's about it's about how much love the audience have for I weren't you. digging you out. I'm just going to say, you were on it at the start. I fucking love it. Do you know what? I was listening to the latest podcast that you guys did this week. I was like, I miss talking about boxing. I've got so many opinions. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what the good thing about boxing opinions is as well? Is that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of that opinion. So it's subjective. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as partisan as football. Yeah. Um, so we had the. I uh, was hoping to reschedule the Robbo live show for the Brighton game, but unfortunately, Robbo's got prior um, commitments after the change. He's going to be in Doha doing the stuff he's doing out there. So uh, it's not going to. That isn't going to work. The FA Cup semi final might work, but it's the same week or it's a Saturday after that. So I don't know. Um, at this stage, if he can't do the semi final. Um, because obviously so many people are not going to get tickets for the semi-final, so it would be good to do some sort of something around that game, mm. a central place for Spurs fans to watch. Um, but uh, we don't know, and if not, it's going to be pushed into next season. So if you if you really want to get a refund, we can give you a refund on it, not a problem. Uh, thank you, though, for, for booking. Uh, a massively mm-hmm. positive response to the, um, the, the pod we did with... The, the, the supporters trust yeah it's a very good um, response very good reaction T's here sorry oh, hi Hello, T. I'm doing? back I've not been here for a while I was going to say yeah it just goes without staying but it probably doesn't no what? <laughs> well you've been away for a few weeks so. oh god yeah no sorry. one gives a shit go on no one cares really but but no the, the Hotspur Trust was a good um, response um, Mark, Kat and Martin were, were really good yeah they were good obviously they had you know there was a burning topic for them to come in and talk about and um, you know, a few more people signed up off the back of the podcast, which is also oh, positive. Good. 
Yeah, that was really good. That was a really good time. I, I had a good time. Well, I say a good time. I sat, sat down there with uh, with, with Martin and, and Kat and really just sort of picked apart their role, really, of what they do and, and the, how demoralising it can be, mm. I guess. I, I mean, I took away from that podcast, it was... It was a, it was a tough to do to be honest. It it's easy to slaps your love for the club a little bit. Yeah, and it's easy to forget some of the other stuff they deal with. You know, mm-hmm. one of the times where I've actually been where the trust has has been more involved is you know Dortmund away after after the crush side mm-hmm. of things. You know, it's easy to forget or not know about how much work that Cat and Martin and, and others did. You know, even that night, you know, and how much of the game they actually missed, and that by making sure that people's stories were. Recorded down so that it could be fed back later and all the rest of it. Yeah, you know, that's that's, that's didn't a help big that you, sacrifice. You tagged a couple of their stewards, did it? Huh? So you you stopped a couple of them to the body. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to take those opportunities. <laughs> How's everyone been? Have you had uh, a, a good time since? Um, fairly fairly uneventful. Nothing nothing fun to report. Excellent. I chipped my tooth yesterday. How'd you do that? Biting a nail. What? How tough are you? Was it Just your toenail? Doesn't that? Like, uh, yeah. uh, and it just I don't know just went, I was like that's not my nail it feels all like gritty and then that went this is a man who gets in the boxing ring regularly I think that might be what it is maybe it's a gum shield you know where I'm just stopping punches to the, with my face don't you get the so you, when you get a gum shield in boxing yeah surely you get kind of a customised one where you bite into something yeah so they, you can buy cheap ones that essentially put it in a a cup of boiling water and then yeah. bite down on it but they're cheap for a reason yeah how shit is the international break asks oh, Lee Batuik Awful. It's, it's, fairly, it's fairly dreadful. Um, I had the England game on mute while I was doing other stuff. Did you uh, see, pretty... all, see all the uh, escapades in, 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 in Amsterdam? Yeah. I'd Look, I do not understand that at all. There is so much fun to be had in Amsterdam. Mm. If the only thing that you can think of doing is running down the street and pretending to fight riot police. And chucking bikes and chucking in the canals. Be- bikes in the canal, jumping in the canal and, and, and throwing beer on poor cunts in boats. If that's all you can think of, then Amsterdam is not the city of you and you're ruining it. But that's why they're... But that's why they're not... If you're of that mindset, right? Yeah. You're not there for the football. It's a fr- I mean, the scheduling is mental. A Friday night in Amsterdam... I mean, come on. Mate, but what they should have done... The stewards... What they should have done... Or the steward, stewardesses on the planes... And say, you're not getting off this plane... Unless you've eaten 20 grams of magic mushrooms. You're not doing it. You ain't getting off. Because I'll tell you what, there'll be no bloody fighting... <laughs> There'd be a lot of philosophical understanding of each other and the plight that, uh, of the fellow man. There'd be a lot of that. Yeah, but you've got to think about Russia, though, in a few months. I'm sure I'm sure some of that footage will have found its way to Russia and they'll be, like, licking their lips. Yeah. Or, you know, filling in some English... Liverpool, English football fans are game, is what that says. Mm. And they, they are game. That's fine. But not when you're, like, st- roided up... MMA enthusiasts exactly. who don't drink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just drink protein shakes. Does it uh, does it bother you? What? Like this whole, you know, because obviously all that is on the news and stuff is about oh the English football fan and all the rest of it. Does it does it bother you what people what people think of English football fans? No, not not at all. Don't I, I don't care about it. I just selfishly I love Amsterdam. It's my favourite place in the world, and I don't want them to think I'm. A fucking. Well, I, I think less of English people, me being right. English, going over there and that's spoiling my time over there. Yeah, that's a knock on effect, really. Um, it's not so much that I care what other people think, but oh, I sound like a fucking old funny idea, but on. no one wants to see that in Amsterdam. No. Nobody wants to see it. It doesn't help as well, right? Because if I go to Amsterdam, even if I'm just there, you know, to partake in a bit of culture, 
with a beard and a shaved head and, you know, no neck, people are just going to think I'm an English yeah. hooligan. It's yeah. not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, but generally football, fucking I mean, international. How do you feel the fucking podcast when it's international football? It's just it's so, pants in it because we're doing two a week. It makes it difficult because we can't talk about a Chelsea game because we're talking about that on Thursday. So, mm-hmm. um, so you see, Kane pictured without. And I, did, I mean, the ankle bracelet was uh, ankle bracelet. bracelet. Ankle brace was a. Um, that was a kind of, it was just a um, precaution, wasn't it? It wasn't like he needed it to walk and stuff like that. It was support, but he looked like he'd been playing. I mean, why'd he be wearing shorts and... Yeah. I just thought, it's all fucking conspiracy yeah. theory yeah. points now, isn't it? So no, you get trainers on, he's probably doing some gym work. Yeah. You, you're thinking trainers. about, yeah, you're thinking about like when he might be ready, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like I mean, Chelsea, a sneaky substitute appearance for Chelsea. Yeah, like an 80-second minute. Yeah. Um, Score the winner. That would be... I, I don't know, he's always been a fast healer, hasn't he? But... I, you know, do do you bring him in? And I mean, Chelsea is the game, isn't it? Because what are we five five points ahead of Chelsea? I believe so. Yeah, that's the and that that's the time when when you where you turn the screw. But how? But or, do you not think it would be even nicer to do it without him? To yeah. a point, you know, Son scores a couple, or you know, Deli Ali pops up with a winner. It, it almost it helps to prove that that. That tag, but you know, we're not just all about it. Okay. 28 years. I know we're going to talk about this in more depth on Thursday, but 28 years that's They're, longer than half our team have been alive. Yeah. Rory, who I work with, said he's gonna, if, if we get to 30 years, they're gonna hire out a, a, a banquet suite in the new White Hart Lane Stadium and celebrate 30 years. <laughs> that's that's actually quite funny, that's quite amusing. <laughs> Mate, he's got a death wish, that kid. Honestly, he's, he's, he's the one on, on Chelsea Fan TV who put up a blue plaque on White Hart Lane. I can't remember what it was for, for mm. how many years that it, uh, it, we've been since we beat him, last beat him there. Like he's, he was a target. He's, he, he himself says, maybe we've gone too far. <laughs> can't help himself. And it, that's because like, he, he properly hates Tottenham. So I have a little I, bit of respect like for that. I like yeah. that. Look, I mean, I was, what, would you rather be ignored or hated? Yeah. I mean, hated. But also, he you know, sticks with it. Fair play to him. No, he, de- he definitely <laughs> does. If he gets to 30 years, we deserve that. Yeah. That's not on, really, is it? That ain't on. Going does 30 that. years without winning that fucking grand, we play out every season. It's not like Chelsea being relegated. It's not like Fulham. We played like twice in 40 years. We played every year. If if, if he does it, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet exactly when it is and how many people are going. So that so that the Tottenham firm, if they're interested, go down and sort them all out. We've had a few of it. What was Where the gap? Rory gets spread all over the pavement like marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> what was the gap? At, how long was it when before we won at Anfield? That was I'm a, not sure. That was a decent. It might be time. 19. Might be since the Titanic sunk. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is in the 80s. No, no, yeah. we, we beat him in, in. You mean after the FA Cup? I think it's in the 80s when Cook scored a win. Yeah, I remember. I remember it. I'm sure. Seven years. That was roughly before before um, we won that game. Yeah. So we've only won once at Anfield in our entire history. Oh no, we've won a few times. I mean, we beat them two 0 when Modric and Van Gaal scored. So we did. And Klinsmann and Turnham scored. We don't win there much though. No, no one does really. No, um, so uh, Brian McPherson just to let people know the format we've just sent some questions out stuff to talk about things going on around, around Spurs at the moment so that's, that's the kind of format of what we're going for right now uh, Brian McPherson on Twitter he says granting an alternate granting an alternate reality in which players involved could appear for both England and their clubs where would England finish in the Premier League I would say maybe Europa League if you look at that squad that's just come out, which is one of the got to be the weakest squads I've ever seen for England, four players I'd never even heard of. Who? Nick Pope. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> who, who is he? You do this for a fucking living. He's a Burnley goalkeeper. Yeah. 
Tarkovsky is actually really good from um, from Burnley, Burnley right back. Ex Brentford, yeah, he's pretty, two ex Brentford players in there. Mawson, sorry, who? Tarkovsky. Genuinely, I had no idea. So, who so I've never heard that name until you've just said so it. So he's got banned for three games after so, Glenn Murray. So the first time you've ever heard of Tarkovsky? <laughs> genuinely, the first time I've ever heard. No, that's what I'm talking about. Nick Pope, you've heard of him? Yeah, yeah. Because who's he played for? I watched the game Burnley. I watched the game when Tom Heaton got injured and he came in. Yeah, mate, and it was his first. It was his first. So, the other players you've not heard of? Mawson. No, no, I had heard of Mawson. Sorry, so I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a couple of others. I do. Do you know Mawson's all right? He's all right. He's. He's, he's, got, good, he's, he's got a good passing game. He's got a good long range passing. Lo- lo- lovely. Um, do you know? What I think as a, as a replacement for Alvaro. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Whoa, you're not you're not saying what I think you're saying. I'm saying get Toby out of my fucking football club. <laughs> Right, I'm getting with a young British talent. Enough of this fucking foreign European muck. Nambi Pambi muck. <laughs> Nambi Pambi muck. I haven't seen a good young British lad in there. Um, where, where are you at, Toby Alderweireld, right now? Because we haven't spoken about it. We're a little bit like on last podcast, but yeah. not, not too long. Uh, yeah, it, it baffles me. What does? But the fact that it looks like he's on his way out. What? Yeah, okay, but what? Why? Who's at fault? <coughs> Who's at fault? Uh, well, I don't think it matters who's at fault I just think well, it I just think again, no I don't think it does because I think at the end of the day we're, we're going to end up in a position where we're going to lose if, if it happens like, I'm only saying it looks like it who knows anything but it, it looks like we're going to end up losing arguably one of the top three centre-backs in, in this league yeah a, another top player that, that, that will leave regardless of the circumstance you know Carl Walker wanted to leave it's not circum- what can you do about it fine fair enough you know, bail money, you know, it's Madrid and Modric. But it's just another player where you just think... Now, I thought we were at a stage now where, really, a 28-year-old, 29-year-old centre-half where the club is moving forward and still this is can't different, quite... Though. No, this is different than the Modric and, and Babsall. Yeah, I know it is, but... They got their head turned by other clubs. In this instance, we're making, it seems, a decision to say, well, you're, we're not going to pay you what you want. If you want to leave, you can leave. That's different from Berbatov, Modric, where they had... But I have my own issue, and, I'm, and you know me, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not about players, I'm about, you know, my kind of matching experience, but I just, it just seems that, you know, before the injury, he was, you know, God. I mean, is that the thing? Maybe Sanchez has come in and they look at Sanchez and Vertonghen and what else coming and I'm thinking, all right, maybe he's not quite that, as... Is. That's definitely not the thing. But the, 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 the he wants... If the reports are correct, I'm not going to go over it again. But 150 grand a week, when no one else is on a flat wage like that, you earn that. You know, Kane is on 100 grand a week, but plus bonuses. He apparently wants a flat 150 plus bonuses, which makes him, which breaks our wage barrier. I think. But yeah, fine. Like I said, what, what do you think? Should, you give, should he give him to? Is what I'm saying. Would you, in Spurs' perspective? I, I think. I think finding centre half that that quality for over the next couple of years, moving into a new stadium where. You know where where it's important to to get off on the right foot. I, I, they're very rare for the money that we got him for. For if it's for two seasons, three two seasons that take him up to thirty years old, thirty one years old. Yeah, I think I would. I don't see the because uh, I get the wage thing, but yeah, it, I, it's annoying. Pay the money, you say? Yeah. It makes me think that maybe there's something that the club know that we don't know. Probably not in the public domain. Maybe it's an injury. Maybe it's a chronic injury that we'll never recover from. I don't know. Um, but on the face of it, I want him to stay. And if 150 grand a week is what it takes, it's a risk because he might give him that money and he might not. He might get fat. Yeah. He, might, he might do an Ozil. Ozil gets 350 grand a week regardless of how well he plays. Well, this is it. This is the biggest risk is that if he does that, it sets a precedent to other players. 
and it does. We have a look. There's an argument to, have, to be had that whether or not we should up our wage limit, so we should yeah. pay all of our players more. But it's, at this stage, for whatever reason, Enoch are not going to do that, or Daniel Levy's not going to do that. They have a wage bracket, you know. But could you not look? And you talk about like earning, but you, surely you know Harry Kane has obviously done what he's done. You know, he, it'll be like Hugo Lloris, and I'm sure Deli Ali probably won't be massively far behind, right? Um, would you not look if you were like in terms of of, of getting other players as kind of head turned for more money? If you were, uh, I don't know. Kieran Trippier or Harry Winks or Davison Sanchez or whatever, if Toby Ranvero was being paid that much money, would you not be... I mean, it's not like he's a, He's not like he's one of those because it's only been in a squad a season or, or I two. Think you know, he's, about, early, he's played for a flat Madrid, he's played you know, high standard of football and he's made a massive difference. I think him. if Adovero gets his contract for Tongan saying I should be on the same amount... Which I... I yeah. Deli Ali saying I should be on the same amount. Ericsson saying I should be on the same amount. Kane, obviously, already should be... I think Kane's on more than that. But that, well, time, but that day's coming anyway. Flat. He's on plus bonuses. But that day is coming. Right, it's coming anyway. It's co- regardless yeah, of whether it's Toby yeah. now, it's going to be Christian yeah, and Kamis or whatever. It's coming. It's got to be staved off. You can't just say, all right, well, it's coming, so let's just do it all, all now. The, the, we, Spurs can't afford to pay seven or eight people in our first team squad 150 grand a week each. I don't believe that. I don't think it's a question of not being able to afford it. I think it's a question of we've got a plan and this is where we'll be in X amount of time and this is what we'll follow, like any good business does. But you, you can't tell me that Tottenham can't afford to do that. They can. I, think that's, I agree with you. I think that's a bit of a myth. That, yeah, it, that it's, a, it's more of a... Quite, it'll be a progression thing. Like, any good business is structured that way, year on year, particularly with wage rises and inflation and everything else. That's how, they, that's how it will be planned from a business side of view. It's about... You know, again, like, and you're you're right as well. It's, you know, just because it's coming doesn't mean you have to do it all in one go. But it'll be how they're planning it. And maybe Toby's come too early. Look at the that. look at the Danny Rose situation. A year ago, he was untouchable. Mm. Well, probably probably a bit more than a year ago now. Um, if he if Danny Rose said um, a little over a year ago at the time when he beat Chelsea at home, oh, I want to be on 120 grand. We'd be like, well, this guy's fucking amazing. Look at the state of him now. Is it because? Is is he bad now because of um, he's not committed to Spurs anymore, or the injury was just one too many? But I, like I said, I, I just it's not an afford thing. It, it's a it's a it's a plan thing, and that, and that's just what makes it a shame because, like I said, this next two years is big. It's big. I think I think that the the club will expect Pochettino to replace stars with new ones that, that earn less. And that, that's the model. I don't know if it's the right model. It kind of feeds into Pochettino's need to have young, hungry footballers. But I don't think play, paying, signing players on, on their biggest contracts of their careers is something that fits into what Levy wants to do. So yeah. Alaverold signs that deal. I think in, in an ideal world, Levy would say sell him in the summer. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think he will be sold. And Pochettino and the scouting team go out and find a new player to fill his role, which isn't Davidson Sanchez, and I want to ask you guys about him in a second. I just feel, I don't know, it just feels that uh, it's, it's, it's a frustration thing. And, I, and, I, and I'm big on the whole, you know, when we had the talk after the Man City game and we're talking about levels of where, where clubs are and what we can do and what people can expect from Tottenham. And I, I just, it, I don't know, it, it's... It's annoying. I'm not. I'm not big on, on going after that. Is, is, Dav- is Davinson Sanchez the replacement for Alderweireld full time? Full term? Um, I don't think he's necessarily a replacement, but he's a very good defender. And he's had a good season. I think. We're, I think he's having a bit of a rocky patch, but he's 21 years old, two years removed from Colombia. You got to got to bear in mind as well, a new league. Mm. 
and a defence that's changing quite a lot. In in that um, Alderweireld's been out for a while. Um, we've had Oye and uh, Trippier and Davis and Rose rotating that fullback. Wanyama's uh, been injured; he's been in and out of the team. So there's a lot of change around him, and I think he had to factor this into him. He's 21 years old. No, no central defender peaks at 21. No, so true. his best is out ahead of him. It hasn't been replacing Alderweireld. No, um, I I can't think of anyone in the market who can replace him first day, which is why I'm probably leaning more towards paying him. But then it might upset the upper paying him that much. Yeah. Um, you're not what fine with just looking for excuses. Sometimes, in this, and this not happened very often, but it does look like we're just looking for something to be able to defend the club about about this particular situation. Because of every, how, because of how brilliant everything's gone in the last couple of years and how much strides the club has made I, in both boardroom level and the club. I, sometimes I... And I'm, and I'm all one for positivity, as you know. But if this... Opportunity, and you see the stuff on Twitter and social media, and as we're talking now, it just seems that there's some that are just looking for anything to be able to defend the club about this. And I, and I think I, I don't think they can be defended on this personally. I think that I, I, I want him to stay. I want him to. Pay, I want the club to pay. I don't. Like, I don't care how much our wages are. No. Wages are paid. Um, the only thing that's kind of stuck, made me give him a moment's pause, is the, is the idea that the type of contracts that all the other players are on in terms of incentive. You know, if you want that money, you need to earn it. We need to be successful, and when we're successful, everybody benefits. I think that plays into the way the Pochettino manages a football club. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I kind I get that. If, if Alvaro is saying, "Well, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I want the money I'm, I, I think I'm worth," and that doesn't fit into the way Pochettino sees his football, his players working and, and playing together, I can understand that bit. But if it's purely about money, I just want us to pay. I want to keep keep him. Yeah. Just and keep him. The way you've described it then is is, is, is excellent, and, and, and I completely get that, and I, and I would be inclined to agree. I just feel that, that all of certain times when there's, with these players, there comes a point where you know they feel that they've paid the dues. Mm. Now, you know, Adeverod, I'm sure had other opportunity, you know, as had opportunities of things being whispered in his ear now, and he's saying, look, there's an element of loyalty bonuses essentially that can be. That can be paid. Put it into that way, you know. It's just uh, there's no doubting that he won't, you know, he won't be short of suitors. No, you know? but on Sanchez, I think um, I think what he said is, is pretty much sums it up. I think at 21 years old, for someone to come in and do the job he's done in the league he's been at, you know, you compare him to the leagues that Alderweireld was playing in um, before a much a better standard. Um, well, I've seen they're both at Ajax, but in terms of Atletico Madrid and then obviously at Southampton for a couple of years, mm. I think Sanchez, I don't think we could have asked a huge amount more from him personally. I think when, when he was in the free, he was fucking brilliant in that middle of the Tongan and Alderweireld. Which is what he played at Ajax, I believe, in the, in the free. No, he played in two. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did it against Man United. He was sort of singled out for his ability on the ball. So only 20 years old then. Anyhow, mm. um, when he played in that free, he was brilliant because so much of the responsibility, there's so much more responsibility when you play as a part of a back four than you do as a back three certainly for that centre role um, and I, I see the potential I really really do but we need if he, he isn't a direct replacement for Alderweireld at this stage but this is what I mean where, where do you go so, I mean you, we've seen stuff about Johnny Evans and you're thinking if right. that's what you want to go and get it's about an experience and someone to give him a head next, a head of, and shoulders next to him if, uh, as well as Vertonghen yeah. then you've got it you've got it now yeah. If you replace an Alderweireld, you wouldn't replace him with a twenty-year-old. No, exactly. Is as straightforward as that? Um, if we were to get a Morrison or I don't know, Harry Maguire or whatever, homegrown player, 
I don't think the fans would be very happy. Um, I guess in a lot of the season ticket price hikes, they're going to be thinking, well, you know, we're paying more to watch to watch a mid-table player. I mean, as as uh, Martin said last week, is that the rising ticket prices are nothing to do no, with... I, I know that, but no, you're, just, you're, you're paying more to watch these players. Just in case people... Yeah, exactly. But, which, which but, but last week, um, you know, there was there's a, some assumption from Spurs fans, and rightly so, that mm. a, an increased ticket price might mean that we can spend more on players when this is not apparently no, it's, completely about yeah, the no. repayment of the... Stadium. Yeah, you think of it as a bridge. You think uh, of like the Seven Bridge or the M6 Toll, whatever. It's paying for mm. what you've built. You know? uh, absolutely, but you know, as I've said, I'm not going to spend fifteen hundred quid to watch to watch Alfie Mawson rather than Toby Alderweireld. Yeah. Why? Because Alderweireld's a Rolls Royce level footballer. Yeah, but Mawson might be. Eventually, eventually. <laughs> Do you see the potential? You see I've, him at Spurs. He's got a lot of potential. Could I see him at Spurs? Yes. It's just unfortunate the situation that he may well be coming into because. If, he, if we've signed him, we've obviously lost. We've obviously lost a better player. Um, Juan Foyth um, isn't going to be ready next season, so uh, I don't know. Maybe there's someone on the continent who, have, who I don't know much about who can replace him. It's just, it's fucking mental. You've got, you've got what we what we've wanted for so fucking long. We've got it now. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. We're never happy, though. I mean... When I we, am. I'm happy when now. We, Just leave when, it as is. <laughs> when, when we started... Go back to Wortley. Build it back. <laughs> Go back to 36,000. Because I'm not getting a season ticket. Oh, you're uh, not? Have you no, decided? No, I, I'm not having it. Go on. Because I don't... I don't... I want to want to be there. And this is making me get a season ticket and resenting the fact that I'm getting a season ticket because of how much it will be, essentially, by the time I can get one in my face. I want to want to be there, and I know that the only reason I'll be going is to spend time with you lot. Someone who's more bothered about football should have that spot rather than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the podcast as well. Um, <laughs> Thomas Carson, 87. This is quite a big, big ask, this, but we can do a couple. Um, you were going on the stag due to Benidorm. I mean, what? Who fuck? I mean. Benidorm's good fun. Is it? Fucking right. What's going on with you and Benidorm? Well, I actually went with my old man once. <laughs> so you and your old man? Soon after the divorce. You're right? Richard, it. Richards. Yeah. Richards, yeah, the, the Richards duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tearing it up. About four, high, four hairs on our head between us. Did you slay? Uh, slay? Uh, well, that's but no, I mean, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. This was. Did, this was, was there a father-son menage a trois? No, no. Would you consider it? Uh, really? <laughs> Are you thinking about it? <laughs> Thought of having sex? He did. With he a did bird. bring back was when he, after after him and mum split up. Right, he he started going to like the <laughs> rock dancing. Right, so if anyone doesn't know that, it's kind of like swing type dancing. Oh, managers used to do that. Yeah. yeah, but of course he was going to these places in South Gloucestershire. Right, that was. I was going to say something really derogatory. I was going to say a cattle market. I mean, that is terrible. What, do, what, do you what mean? I mean is it was full of, you know, middle-aged or just under middle-aged you know, single, single women, women. Yeah, you know, who were up for it. Well up for right. it, yeah. And he came home. I was, it was when I was living on this sofa, actually. It a long story. Uh, but he, he came home with, he came home with, this, with this girl, essentially. You know, she must have been kind of late 20s. No. And she was you know, really, really very pretty. Really and... Uh, and I was like, he was like, oh, but I bought, bought someone home, just the other one's coming in, in a minute. So I just bought him, you just sit up and have a chat. But, so hang on, so he's bought someone home, there's another one coming in. He said, there's another, there's another um, person, she's just parking a car. Yeah. Being in a second, you're up for a drink or something? And I, was like, I thought, he's, he's bought her home for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking, I thought, her mum's probably coming in now, and we'll all you know, sit down and have a chat. Lovely jumbling. Lovely jumbling. He goes, well, we're just going upstairs. Right? And the, the mum was for me. <laughs> <laughs> So I sat there with this 
I mean, she was lovely. I sat there with, you know, probably she must have been early 40s. I'm 19 at this time, right? 20, maybe. Uh, and just you know, sitting there talking to her about a Renault Clio. Yeah. Whilst he's in the kitchen, you know, necking on. So, uh, yeah, he was, he, was, he, was, he was good value at times. What? Why are you looking at that? <laughs> That's not the end of the story. Uh, it is the end of the story, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, she, they, go, they drove home uh, together in the end. She was not happy, the mother. I don't know whether she was not happy with... I never know whether it was her daughter, but I'm not happy with whether her daughter slash friend getting with someone else and, or she was just disappointed that I wasn't lived up to her expectations. Maybe you told her I'm like, I'm like a god. <laughs> and I was just sat there in my Bart Simpson uh, pyjamas watching Touch of Frost. <laughs> that is the end of the story, I promise. You can keep looking at me, but that is it. Stop it! <laughs> what? <laughs> You're getting on my nerves. Next. Um, Benadorm, eh? <laughs> yeah, Benadorm. Benadorm, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love you, Alex. So, what you, do you mean? You I can't just, believe I've told that story. You I mean, just sat there and talked to her. She wanted to. She wanted to. She wanted a little bit of a. a well, no, I don't think she did. Then. Little young meat. That's what no, she wanted. She didn't. She didn't. So what was she doing there? Watch it touch a frost. It was. It was good. <laughs> oh no! It was that one with the girl that dies in the swimming pool. Oh no. Um, oh yeah, so uh, Benadom with uh, 11 former players and a manager. Who do you take? Thomas Carson on 87. Um, That's a big list. Uh, so the manager. Manager, I would Martin say Yo. Jerry Francis. Oh, right, Martin Yo, yeah. Because I think he'd bail you out and I feel a bit safe with him there. Yes, yeah, true. In uh, Paul Robinson, goalkeeper, I bet he'd be a laugh. Yes, unanimous, yeah. Yeah. Um, right back. Stephen Carr. Oh, he's got to be a former players, really? isn't it? Yeah, Stephen Carr. Stephen Carr. He, uh, I bumped into him once in uh, a conference in Birmingham, and he was in, uh, up, he was up drinking with a few people. It seemed like a good laugh. Really? Yeah. He wanted out for for left back. Um... Oh, I was only one choice, surely. What? Tariko. Oh, I reckon. I was going to pick Pat Van Den Howe. It's a bit of a nutcase. That's that's who I go. I think Pat Van Den Howe would be a, a fucking nightmare. Getting into fights and nothing. That's how important of a stag do, but he needs someone to create a bit of. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, grow. Kevin Scott and Stuart Stu- Nevercott. A centre back. Yeah, Kevin Scott. Nevercott's a bit of a savage, isn't he? Yeah, Kevin, after what he did to you. We would find the hardest, the hardest bunch of players to fucking tear up Amsterdam. So, well, did you 4 4 2 or 4 oh, 3 Anything. Okay, so midfield is. Um... Gascoigne. Gascoigne. He'd gas, it, be there. Vinny Samways as well. He'd get in. Just a bit before my time, Samways. Never really saw him. Okay, um, I'm going to think of somewhere I've forgotten. Aaron Lennon. Yeah, I think I might take Asla. Yeah, yeah, I could be, I could be all right. Can we just move on? Uh, let's let's pick a few more players. Let's let's get, get halfway through uh, his question. Come on, on Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, yeah, because there were the lots of things. Teddy, David. That, no, 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 I wouldn't. Just know Why? I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of him. You're an idiot. I love watching him play, but since then. I not, can't say I'm a big fan of him. He's lovely. He is a very, well, very nice man. Because I met him a couple of times at that golf thing a couple of years ago. So what, Hopi then? Lewis Hopi. I'll take him. Yeah. And, another, okay, fine, and another Andy Booth. Everyone yeah, loves Yorkshireman. There you go. We've got you 11. There we Let's go. Away, <laughs> Conte, Twitter, he says, if you could t- uh, roll two players who didn't cut the mustard at Spurs into a single player, which two would you have chosen? Dominguez first. Dominguez? Yeah. Mm. Why? What was it about him that you wanted? Got a quick feet. Put him in the body of Chadley. Hardest shot in the Premier League, apparently. There you go. What? Hardest shot in the Premier League. Who, Dominguez? Jose Dominguez, yeah. He was like two foot four. Yeah, he he, he was so short that he didn't have (laughs) knees. No centre of gravity. He he had no knees. 
Like a Sabutio man. Uh, what, what, were there players that you thought were excellent? Like Rito Ziegler. He mm. had elements well, we, of. We'll talk about him. It had elements of it that, that, um, that you know, are brilliant. You had, uh, uh, I think, Holtby had had something. So you're taking small bits of yeah. both. Stefan Dalmat was one I got very that's excited about straight away. Frank's man straight away. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Dalmat, very much so. And um, Giovanni De Santos, I was convinced that he was... He was going I think, to be, I just give him a chance. Were. I think we all were. And he had that little run, didn't he, at the start of that season. Yeah. He got injured and then he went to it switch on loan and... Uh, <laughs> He, uh, whatever, whatever did he do with his career, Dos Santos? He's in, I think he's in LA Galaxy now. Injuries, oh, is he still playing? Injuries played their part, I think. But Roy Keane absolutely loved place. him. And like, you would think of a player that you know, someone like Roy Keane would, would enjoy, he was always so much full of so much praise for Dos Santos. I remember being excited about signing Gordon Jury for, for no apparent reason. <laughs> really? It's just off of... Uh, who did he sign off? Chelsea? Either Chelsea or... Yes. What was that, like, late, mid-80s? No, early 90s. So him my, and Lineker did all right together. My brother and his mate. Yeah, he did. Uh, we, yeah, early 90s, wasn't it? We, I remember him scoring a screamer against Brentford in the League Cup. Yeah. Um, my brother and my, uh, his mate had a song about Jury. It was, heard about Pele, heard about Cruyff, heard about Beckham Barr. But what about Jury? That's a different matter. This is what they all reply. It's Jury, Jury, Gordon, Gordon, Jury. Gordon, Jury. I like that. It's all right, isn't it? It's catchy. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. deserve it because. Well, mean, sometimes thing- sometimes the players get songs. I mean, we were asked a question which I didn't put in. Should probably should have put in was um, Son's got his own song though, the nice one still. Um, yeah. And they asked what about McNamara's band? They said that should be that's actually our own song. Mate, that that should so definitely be so. It's my favourite Spurs Spurs song. The whistle blows, the cockerel grows, and now we're in the game. It's up to you, you Lily Whites, to play the Tottenham way. There's many teams and many towns and some are, <laughs> some are big and small. Oh. But the greatest Tottenham... No, fuck it. The famous Tottenham. <laughs> Most really is the greatest Tottenham all. La la la, 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 It's such a quality tune. Even if you just do that verse over and over again. Exactly. That, that, that is so much better than... The other shit we see. <laughs> <laughs> it's quality. <laughs> Whoever asked that question, thanks. I forgot your name. No, right. You mentioned Lineker, right? Lineker's a, a stranger because he's never really talked about in the same way as, you know, even Gascoigne and that type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? But he was, you know, he was a very, he it was a big, big name. I mean, again, it wasn't before us, my though. time. But it wasn't with us that long, but it was a big deal when he signed. I think he but signed. That's my question, was it? Because who did we sign him from? It was uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, sorry. He signed Eight, days. Signed. He signed days after. I think Waddle left around the time he joined. It was only be Gascoigne, Waddle, and Lineker in one team. So I mean, he came in and we win. weren't even that good. So what was that, 91? Like, who? What? You're saying Lincoln wasn't that good? No, no, we at Spurs as a whole, during no, that we, time we weren't, weren't we incredible. We were an entertaining team, but um, Spursy. Yeah. I mean, that was like David Howells. Yeah, David um, Howells. Essentially, um, Mabbott, which Mabbott's great, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. you know... Yeah, the tale, I think... Um, Edinburgh, Dean Austin, was, it seemed, as a kid... Those were our fullbacks forever. <laughs> Austin yeah. was a part of that team, by the way. Was yeah. it? They play, Austin played no, a bit later. Than Austin, Austin was a bit later than that. No, no Lineker joined in the late eighties. Then uh, eighty nine, he joined. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Aust- uh, Austin played in ninety one. Part of Bob, our, Bob our South End. FA, yeah, didn't we fight Edinburgh for South End, South End as well? I thought Edinburgh came through the ranks. I'm I, might, I don't know. We're going to get corrected. Dean Austin was there for a while because he was, like I said, I remember the first uh, ninety ninety six was remembered as like the first 
game I remember watching on Sky Sports when we got I was 10 was that when we beat United 4-1 yeah we beat United 4-1 on New Year's Day a uh, Prunier the yeah. Prunier game we beat uh, and Dean Austin did this little flit and I've still got that VHS now and I do watch it from time to time this little ball comes into him right on the right hand side of the touchline uh, and I, I think it's one of the Neville's I think it's Phil Neville goes over to shut him down he just flicks it over his head and Jerry Francis gives him the biggest bollock you've ever seen <laughs> don't you fucking do that again um, I remember the criticism of Dean Austin you can't deliver it's like every single fucking fullback in yeah. football can't deliver you can't deliver there's a lot of people who moan about you know being shut at corners I mean yeah. you know, such low percentages isn't it yeah it's not a goal-scoring opportunity alright <laughs> 3% of corners have scored there you go Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I know you probably want me to do some more epic voice acting, but unfortunately not this week because there's not too much to say on the loan front. Um, a handful of players played. So Shane Harrison got eight minutes off the bench. Connor Ogilvie also came off the bench for Gilligan. He, he replaced an injured player just before half-time and played the rest of the match. And Luke Amos was on the bench for Stevenage this week. That's because the new manager seems to be preparing them for next year when I expect Luke Amos will be playing at a higher level. So uh, he, he did come on and played the second half and apparently did quite well. I caught the England under-21 match where Kyle Walker-Peters was playing at left-back. He did well for the opening goal. He made two challenges or blocks that basically saved goals and had an impressive game. And then he was joined for the last 20 minutes by Josh Onomar, who came on in central midfield to replace the injured Maitland-Niles. And Onomar looked a class act in that position, made two driving runs forward, having received the ball in the half term to um, contribute to the attacking threat. Also looked solid defensively. And he nearly got an assist as well. So a good contribution from Onomar in his cameo. Hopefully he'll start the second match with the under-21s. Elsewhere, uh, Jaffet Tengangas played twice for the England under-19s. They're playing uh, qualification matches for the European under-19 championships. He seems to be rated by England ahead of Ben Wilmot of Stevenage, who Spurs have been linked with. And it raised an interesting point from uh, Carl, who's been on the youth pod with me a couple of times. Carl pointed out that... Whilst Tanganga is rated ahead of Wilmot, Wilmot has played a thousand minutes or more than a thousand minutes for Stevenage this season and is therefore seen as the next big thing. He's even been linked to Spurs amongst other clubs. He's being rated at about a million pounds by Stevenage. I mean, he will be ahead of Tanganga in the pecking order before long because he's had those opportunities. Tanganga is the better player, clearly, the fact that he's playing ahead of him for the England under 19 side and is an excellent footballer. Um, but hasn't had chances to, to go and play football. Elsewhere, uh, Troy Parrott has been playing for the Republic of Ireland under-17s, apparently did very, very well. He played 64 minutes against Georgia. Anthony Georgiou made his full Cyprus debut. They played Montenegro. Oliver Skip and TJ Ayoma with, with the England under-18s. They both played a part in uh, a couple of their matches. And Marcus Edwards played 60 minutes for England under-20s in Poland. That's it for this week. 
I will be back next week where I promise I will do some funny voices because that improves this update. If you're interested in more on our young players or players out on loan, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Comedy Spurs. Well, whenever it was on. Uh, second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Um, Walter Toll died 100 years ago in the First World War. Yeah. His body was never recovered. I didn't know that. The first, yeah, no. Was, he died at the Battle of the Somme. Um, he's um, uh, he was the first ever soldier to um, become an officer, officer, despite the colour bar. Yeah, yeah, I've read that as well. So, he, I mean, his he time was, at Spurs. He, sorry, go he was part of the football battalion, and they kind of moved him through. Yeah, he's a valiant uh, leader. Um, he, his men respected him immensely, despite the colour of his skin. And I think a lot of people. Um, I don't know. It's a, a, a couple of people um, discount uh, Water Toll somewhat because of his his time at Spurs. Yeah, mm. he played like nineteen games for Tottenham. He yeah, didn't play that many games. He's more prominent at Northampton. And, yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah, Northampton and Clapton, which is really yeah. yeah. So uh, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, you know I, I think people dismiss it in that in, in that on that level the footballing level, but. As a man, obviously you can't find someone more valiant and, and heroic as him. Anyway, 100, 100, 100 years on since his death and uh, there's a campaign to get a memorial put up. They're trying to raise uh, 500k uh, to commission the monument. Yeah. Um, so if you want to make a donation or you feel like you could share this story, uh, you can do so by... Where's the URL? Well, actually the website uh, is www. TNCMC.org, and I think there's a drop down menu for donations, and you can um, donate through there. I think and where would it go? It's a National Caribbean monument. So okay. I think we'll just go to um, having a monument towards Water Toll. I know Northampton have got one. Um, I think Spurs played Rangers at a Water Toll game, it was 2004. So I think Water Toll was linked to um, Rangers. But, um, but yeah, I think. Um, I think the the, um, the Caribbean Monument Charity are trying to make trying to raise funds to get a monument for for Water Toll. Fair enough. Um, we're one of the few clubs uh, that are uh, trying to activate Johnny Evans' release fee if he gets if, if West Brom get relegated. It doesn't so see Johnny Evans is a very good defender who is completely unfashionable in my opinion. He's They're much better in the league. <laughs> Yeah, they are bottom. They're bit. bottom of the league, bro. I know, mate. I know. I mean, <laughs> he's we're a... on about fucking. Listen to us. We're on about selling Toby out of Herald. Yeah. And signing the centre back of a team that are, are going to be gone with people, six games to go. People but... are making that connection. Though. Yes. And I don't, exactly. know, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it's based on. Obviously, they're both in the same position, but I don't think. Um, I don't think we're allowed to say we're going to bin off Toby to get any evidence. No, I know. I'm a bit flippant, but. He's shit. No, he's not. He Don't is be silly. shit. I'll get <laughs> He's fucking rubbish. They're bottom of the league. It doesn't matter. There's, it, I, no, it does matter. If but... he was half decent, <laughs> they'd be fourth from bottom. No, mate. He, Look he... at the centre backs and the two centre backs that are in every other team around that team. And that. He's just as shit as the rest Better of them. Better players than Johnny Evans well, have, been, right have there gone too. down. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's a kid. That's fucking, That's why. Better players than John, Johnny Evans have been. Yeah, 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 but this is a, this is a up. This is where you for, take ownership for of some three shit. million. You wouldn't take Johnny. You couldn't buy a, a championship defender for. T- I for don't three care million. if they give us three million quid. What no. is the fucking point? If you're going to go out and buy someone, go and buy someone like an Alfie Morrison and develop it. He'd do nothing other than nick your car. Oh, <laughs> what does that, what does that <laughs> mean? He's in Manchester, West Brom. Did West Brom? They stole that car in, in Spain. 
Oh, right, was he one of them? I think mm. it was him, Livermore, Barry, uh, a couple of others. Okay, oh, so, what, so where are you at? Do you don't want to see him? Or? Alice gives a very compelling argument, to be fair, and uh, I can't really disagree with anything he said. I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I can see why... I, he's got experience, but... Um, no, I think we need someone a bit more dynamic than, than him. <laughs> a bit more dynamic? But to be just, fair, a, to be, just a smidge. To be fair, he did play for Man U, played under Alex Ferguson, and he did play a fair few games for them, so it's not So he's much not about football. So did Eric Jemba Jemba. No, he didn't. Cleverson. He wasn't a god, was he? No, but these guys didn't play that many games. Yeah, but think of, the pe- think of the people in those United teams who have won trophies. Well, like the Sunderland, just think of Sunderland, Wes Brown, John O'Shea. Exactly. So many players... Uh, are kind of written off because of the, the surroundings around them. It's so important for like Danny Rose. People are laughing at him for getting a five-year deal. He was 22, 23 years old. Johnny Evans, forty. <laughs> that is hilarious. Why don't you? Uh... Hey, look, you know me. I'm all for a bit of you know tackles and all the rest of it, but it, 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 it's a backward step, regardless <laughs> of who you get, who, whether Toby stays or not. Um, we've got a question in from um, I want a Himlin song handshake. It says, in, "Is Bun- Bunjevjevich our worst ever centre back? If not, who was worst?" Well, the reason being is that I like to put random players in when I'm asking for questions. Um, normally, I'll put in a player who has played for us and the team we face next. Because there was no game before and after, I picked someone completely random. What are your memories of Bunjevjevic? Not much. Um, he, he, he had a name that made me think he was going to be a decent footballer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they resigned to Simovic, probably on the same basis. But apparently, he was brought to replace Sol Campbell, wasn't he? Was he? I think he was. So he's—he's he's, my lasting image of Bunchevchevich is him in that kappa kit with the blue, blue uh, sleeves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was terrible. I mean, at the time, we even understood how bad he was. I remember. I remember. Uh, we're about to let Toby out of Errol. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember being like, oh, actually, I think, yeah, I think he'll be all right. Because, again, so that would have been, what, 90... No, sorry, yeah, 2000... 2001, 2002. 2001, yeah, so I was about 14, 15, right? And I remember watching someone on Sky, and I think one of the other players had talked about Bungie, as they called him, and saying, oh, in training, he's doing wonderful things and the rest of it. And I kind of hijacked that opinion and was saying, well, yeah, yeah, he's going to be really good. Yeah, give him time. You know, he'll be, he'll be fine. And then, yeah, he wasn't. He, he scored an equaliser for us against some lower league team in the cup. Bolton. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Whatever that's kind of my league. last memory of him. Uh, we won four three. Yeah, I, remember, so, I, I just remember him being actually quite popular with with other players in the in the team. The thing with those times is that the internet existed, but not as it does now. So if we start to play with no one's really heard of, we think, oh my god, they're going to be amazing. Mm. But like Musa Saeed as well. Thought, mm. Yeah, he's got to be decent. He's yeah. called Musa Saeed. Yeah, cool. And he had a bunch of chambers. I thought, yeah, you know. Ex-Yugoslavian states, decent players, then, you know, technically gifted, but... Asimovic was another one. I remember Glenn Hoddle saying, oh, he's pretty much got Slovenia to the World Cup on his own. I was thinking, yes, fucking <laughs> give me some of that. Give him the Sittery mess. Yeah. Yeah. Fulham. I think so, yeah. yeah but amazing. on his debut, and he, on, a de- on his debut, he had a chance and um, was very, very unlucky not to score. And I always, remember, I always think with a couple of players like that, that if that just millimetres in it, if that had gone in, that could have changed everything. He Mido went- on his... Um, not Mido, um... Oh, who was that? Who was the striker that we had come in? Oh, oh Raziak. Yeah, Raziak. On those two guys against Derby, wasn't it? I think had those two two headers hit the post or something. That could have changed everything. He wouldn't yeah. be the joke if he scored two goals on yeah. his debut. The thing yeah. with um, <laughs> with Simovic, he went on to be half decent. I think he played for Lille after. He did all right for them. So mm. just probably the wrong time. Um, 
Uh, we had a question from Nelson and Saha. He says, "Are you worried that the price of the ticket, uh, the price of season tickets, will change our fan base, tourists, corporate attendees, day trippers, etc.? Um, with a loss of goodwill, if performances dip or even stay as they were and plateau, how long before the marches and eating out banners around the new stadium? We've not talked about season tickets enough, have we? Let's talk about it a bit more. I mean, that, let's, not, let's, I think the, that is, is the goodwill like that, that you afford, and I afford I, on yeah. a daily basis, and think about how great it is being Spurs at the moment. But it it was always borderline affordable. You know, you you, you know, you guys have talked about being able to afford to get a ticket. Are you getting one? No, but of course uh, not. No, I, I don't. Even if they're hundred quid, I probably wouldn't. I just, mm. It's not. I, it's the not 1882 bit is dangerous, I think. No, no, I, I don't want to go over the season tickets okay, so much. Sorry, mate. I, I didn't, mean, didn't mean to cut you. I just, I, I want to talk about the potential goodwill that's going to kind of be eradicated if the minute you know you're going in there and you're paying some of the people in that 1882 section, if you're stupid enough to do that, two thousand two hundred pound or whatever it is, the increase that some of the guys cat talked about uh, an equivalent ticket i.e. the same place in the new stadium as you used to see it, it was like 60% more expensive. You're, you're like, when we touched upon it on the podcast last week, but it's like, you've right, you charge, but we want everything now. We want, we want it all because you're, pay, you're making us pay through, through the roof. And what, who does that sound like? Arsenal fans. And, and that's the problem, is that there's no guarantee in football, regardless of how much you have to pay for a ticket. There absolutely is zero guarantee, and really, this—the amount you're paying to go in—isn't going to make any have any bearing on the team at all. Because I think Levy said as much. You know, he said he talks about it being about repaying the stadium. We don't. We want a new stadium. We want. We're all excited by it, but there's certain aspects of that new stadium that we didn't want. You know, we didn't ask for. So, if there isn't a huge increase in form. And I don't know how you could get much better than we have got, given the players we have and the amount we spend. Is the goodwill going to run dry? That goodwill is always on a relative knife edge when it comes to football, I think, anyway, because you see it now. Had a couple about you know the Juventus game or you know last year going out the Champions League, and there's people that are quite willing to go with Pochow and all the rest of it. Right? And Enoch now is still search for that on Twitter. It's very easy to find. Very easy to find particular views on that. Um, Yes, this is the short answer to your question. I think it'll be... That's what scares me the most, is that reaction that you've just said, look, we want it all now. That's everything that we that we laugh at them for. Yeah. It's everything that you think is, well, that's just not... It's not how it works. And two plus two doesn't equal four in football like that. But is, is it that, regardless of the situation, we'll never be that? Because we're not the same sort of fans? Or I've seen enough evidence... I on, don't, but no, I don't buy that. I've seen enough evidence on Twitter to suggest that we could well be that football club. We'll be exactly the same. I, it's a generational I think social media means absolutely nothing. And when, when I see people saying, yeah, but on social media people are saying this and that, that means nothing. It's a very, it's a very small percentage of, of the fan base, of the population, that actually actively use Twitter. Mm. Um, most of our fans use Twitter, but not most of them are social media, even internet savvy. Um, but that will change, won't it? As, that's what I'm um, saying. As, I'm not, as, as generations go on, that yeah, will change just because, yeah, of, talking, because of the age of the average fan. You're talking 5, 10, 15 years. I don't think you're going to get a lot of younger fans buying affording tickets at the new stadium as it is. Yeah, but with A lot of the people buying season tickets are nearer my age than, than a 20-year-old. That's what I'm saying. So in five years' time... You know, the if, prices if, are going to be the same. They're not going to afford it in five years' time. And you've got the young adult thing. 
I, what I'm saying is that I don't see the goodwill of that. For the goodwill to completely eradicate, I think it would take a bit more than poor form. It would take um, it would take a, an attitude, a feeling around the place. So when um, so when Sherwood joined, that feeling, and I don't see that happening in the Pochettino unless unless he goes. Well, unless unless his form is that bad, he's going to go. And I don't see that happening. Or. Is in a position where his form is as good as it can be with the resources he's got, and he goes well, and he decides to go elsewhere. I feel in my heart, I feel Pochettino's got a ceiling, and that ceiling may not result in us getting a trophy. That's that's just how I feel about it. And the club's got to make a decision at that point: do they bin him off, or do they feel well? Pochettino's brought us this far; we've got to keep with him. And it might be he might be a lesser Wenger figure, where he's brought us Champions League football, regular Champions League football. He's brought us a new stadium. He's, he's given us love back in the team, but at some point. If he's not going to win trophies, someone's going to have to pull the trigger. And that's where, I guess that's where the goodwill comes in, because the goodwill's going to be like, well, OK, we're, we're spending, grand, spending over a grand to watch our team and we're not winning anything. Yeah, I feel, like, like, I feel like the club have done a lot to fuck what is a very good thing. It's exactly what I feel. I never, ever thought this would be the case for me, because I haven't, I didn't have a, I've only had a season ticket for two seasons out of all the seasons I've been doing it. But I was, part of the process was the season ticket here, season ticket in a new place, you know, and that, that was part of it. It's massively changed the way I feel about a lot of it at the minute. Mm, and know. that is so fucking sad because I love... Pochettino is the best thing for me that has ever happened to this club since I've been watching Tottenham, since I've been old enough to go and understand it and be involved with things like this and everything. It, because it's not so much the ticket prices of going, oh, I've got to pay this much to be a Cinti It's what that change in price is now going to represent in the way Tottenham move forward. And that scares the... Living for cheaper, Sammy. I don't think that's a general feeling myself. Oh no, I don't think it is. But it has changed for me. It's, I mean, it changed, it's changed, it changed how I look. I look at next season, but I don't think um, the consensus is that the fans feel let down. I don't feel that at all. And the fact that 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 petition has only got about six thousand signatures is indicative of it, because our Twitter account has got tens of thousands of followers and. It's only got six thousand signatures. Yeah, but that that could be down. To, yeah, and I, I I actually I agree so, with you, and I'm not saying what I'm feeling. So is, and people is, are, people have shared that on Facebook and all social medias, and I think generally, obviously, the fans are saying it's a bit of a hike, but I think I think the general feeling when, when I mean, yeah, but you think of how many people are actually going to be in the stadium. That's not it's not actually that many when you think of the, that that social media thing. So if you're not ever had a season ticket and you live in Newcastle or whatever, then you're not going to sign that petition. But you still may think that it's a, it's an absolute bark. Yeah, but I I, what I'm saying is that I don't think the majority of our fans care. Um, no, you're probably right. Ricky, uh, at Felmonster on Twitter, he says, who has Poch improved the most since coming in? Ben Davis. I'd probably say Danny Rose. I'd say Danny Rose too, but the last year has been pretty... You know, Improvement's not, got to stay, and I don't think that... Davies has been super... I don't think that Rose's dip is necessarily all to do with his injury either. Would it, would it be fair to say that he's improved Harry Kane? Or was he yes. always on that, that, that trajectory? No, I mean, Harry Kane said it as much himself, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe not necessarily in... You know, what has is, what is improved Harry Kane is his work ethic and his, and his determination to, to, to get better. I think that's always been there. But yeah, exactly, that's what I'm saying. But you have to be... You, know, you have to be given the space and the environment to do that. And that's what Pochettino's job is, essentially is. Yeah. Ben Davis, is, as I've said now, you know, I'm flabbergasted. Trippier's not far behind. But but Davis is just... I think he's, Ben Davis is doing stuff 
but it's very different to what he was doing when he first came here. Trippier's kind of like a gradual, it's almost like a confidence thing, perhaps, with Trippier. Mm. Whereas Davis looks like he's actually learnt new stuff and is now applying it at top level. Honestly, for a long, long time, I looked back and thought Davis was pony. Like, I, just I knew it. No, 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 listen. <laughs> I, 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 I turned way before you had. Yeah. Uh, there's only way where this weird. You're, you're like one of the happiest Spurs fans I've ever met. But Ben Davies, for some, some reason, got you go. We all have our agendas. Don't, like, don't let anyone tell you that they don't have an agenda against certain players. They no do. Agenda? No, no. It's not like I don't like him. Well, no, you no. like you do. It's right, as a person, I'm sure he's lovely. But I just See, meant... you'll have witnessed, you'll witness the way, way you used to talk about him unnecessarily. It was weird. It was weird. Because it it's not what weird. you're like. I think I saw him pull out of a couple of 50 50s maybe once in the early doors. I don't think I've ever seen him do that. But, but, not now, no. But what, what do you think about fans that have agendas of, uh, of particular players and how it colours their. I don't know what you mean by agenda though well so you've made up your mind that Danny Rose is shit or so, and even if he plays amazing you'll never admit I it. think it's fair game um, uh, yeah some, but where do you think it comes from well you see something and, just get, and it just gets you going it gets you stuck in your head um, I mean as I've said a million times it's old Adam it's against Fiorentina <laughs> uh, the, the, the agenda is still there to this but day I don't think anyone disagreed with you People do. People love him. People love the guy. I thought I. I always thought that people were a little harsh on on Soldado. There you go. He did, but he didn't do what he came here to do. But it wasn't. Like I said, I'm always. I'm all for you know effort and application. On, if you can't if you can't do it after that, then fine. Out you go. But on a human level, yeah, every footballer who joins Spurs wants to try and do their best. Even Paulinho and. If they don't do their best, it's, it's harsh. At that level, it's harsh. It's cutthroat. Mm. And if we see you play for our team in your shit, then you're going to get grief. But that's what I mean. I don't know what you mean by agenda, because... Well... If you, what agenda would say to me would be, like you say, Danny Rose plays well, but you hate... Or a bit like with Ben Davis, right? So, say I hadn't turned around, and I said, well, Ben Davis is playing incredible at the minute, and I'm still saying he's shit and doesn't deserve to... That's an agenda. But, but he was. There's not many... No, well, not, well, not well, well when he was at that level. Well, 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 you spit. backed down after you played well, though. Yeah, but she's good. If he, what's the point of having a mind if he can't change it? That's a good point. And actually, it shows a mature human being who can change their mind. Yeah, they yeah, throw enough of our very eyes. Um, but, but just to flip it, that I think that there's, there's players that weren't good enough that I supported and backed when I probably shouldn't have backed. And managers. Holby. And managers, yeah. Holby, yeah, for a long time, just desperate for him to show that form of the first 30 minutes of his Spurs career. And uh, ABB. Think of how... I mean, oh, me and you in particular. I mean, how much defensive. were we on that? Yeah. And he was shit... Well, still, I still... No, nah, he was... The sh- whole we as us thing, just, he could have done anything. I still loved, I loved him after that. He's turned into a bit of a snake since then. Um, I don't think he's a good manager. No, no he's not. not. He's a coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they had um, uh, Kieran Trippier for, for the first... I was backing him when I probably shouldn't When he played for England the other night... I yeah. did. I started thinking, you know, I remember me and Flav or a few of us sitting there going, Kieran Trippier, England's next. I thought that was ironic. I didn't think you were serious. No, I, I said, I said that Kieran Trippier. Yeah, he signed, wasn't Kieran fucking Trippier serious. Was, I was being serious. You fucking liar. Fuck off! I was. Bollocks. Don't tell me what I was you being. Could not. <laughs> I was saying Kieran Trippier. I, mean, I had no basis of it. I didn't understand his football. I'd never watched him play. Before Why we started, you can't lie to us. Listen, you, you just look at your eyes. You can tell when you're serious. Before or not. before we started playing for Spurs, I hadn't even heard of it. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a player called Kieran Trippier before he signed for Spurs. I didn't even. He signed for Burnley. He's known for crossing, that's what he's known for. Well, I didn't even know, I didn't know, he's, in my world, that world, he did not exist as a human being. I got what you mean. I think he done well for them when he got promoted and he's just known for that. I'll tell that's you what, what I'll tell you what I do want props for. What? Moussa Dembele. What do you mean? What, mm. what do you mean, what do you, what I mean? Are you I don't you, know what you, you mean, were in the stand with me. Me and you. He was Stoke. rubbish. 
Me and you, Stoke at home. You never forget this game. I know, but Alder Bearwald fucking sabotaged the game for us. Yes, yeah. I remember that game. Oh, now it's you brought it down. I was saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah but that's not the point. For that. You're moving away from the point. Yeah. And well, I said to you, you I, I said to you, Dembele is a quality player, and you was like, no, he's a bum or something along those lines. Do you know what? When, <laughs> when Dembele Can. first joined, I loved him, and then he fell off a plank. He fell off, you know, he completely fell off. But that's, probably, that's, probably, that's probably why I was a bit resentful because I put my neck on the line for him. And, <laughs> you know. This is how I love T, right? Because this is how he feels about every opinion because he knows he, it's, like, it's like something really bad is going to happen if he's not. I put my neck on the line for you and you fuck me in the ass. Look, I welcome you to my bed. I say, have a go with my wife and you fuck me in the ass. Exactly. My neck on the line. Most people who listen to this. Put your po- neck on the line. <laughs> Most listeners here don't like boxing, but I've put my neck on the line for a lot of boxers. They have to put my in football. And but they're not aware of you doing that. I know, yeah, it's, been bad, it's been a bad year for I've committed, I've months. committed to your opinions. Yeah, but you and have let me down. You can be insulted if they know that you've put your neck on the line for him. But Dembele's completely oblivious to you. I was, I was um, purring over Dembele when he first signed because he had that mm. partnership with Sandro. Sandro gets the injury, never recovers, and he had a couple of very um, nomadic seasons for us in terms of his form. And then I think um, that game he didn't play very well. Poch could not find a role for him until the end of, towards the end of his first season, he could not find a role for Dembele, and then Dembele recovered his form. Do you not, do you not think that the more mature, wholesome human being sees through the form and sees the quality? Yeah, but watching, off, watching, watching football isn't about that though. Watching football is passionate, it's partisan. It's not about. Right, it it's too. not about thinking logically and thinking. Well, you know, Ben Davis is quite a talented footballer. Maybe he'll take on what Potch says and change his game. You're seeing what's in front of you. You're seeing. Well, he's not very quick. He's not athletic. He's he's a bum. So obviously you've got, you got to stick to that opinion once you put the opinion out there. <laughs> you don't! And that's what, that's what I did. That's what you did for a long time. Well, yeah, you, did, you yeah. did that for a long time. But don't you think the more mature and decent human being... That's boring. Yeah, fuck that. Who was listening to a podcast with me, being, with me being rational, saying, um, I don't know, that this player is not that, I don't know, Harry Winks is... Uh, 2018 uh, is the year of doubling down on opinions. Give us an opinion right now that you're happy to double down on. I will, first off. I, let me, I think on that. But, but, but what I'm saying, you're saying it's boring. It, it might be boring, right? But Pol Pot, he weren't boring. Mugabe wasn't a boring character. Hitler weren't boring. Whoa. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. Why don't say that like Rain it in, rain it in. It sounds like. If it was boring, he would have ruined an entire fucking nation of So what was he then if he wasn't boring? I mean, he was. Fuck me. No, 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 hang on. You're fucking twisting this. I'm not. I, I, I'm saying, I'm, I'm not saying that Hitler was a good man. No. Or, or Bugabe or Pol Pot was. Condemn these what I'm saying, saying they're entertaining. Insipidness doesn't mean that, that you... That, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. You, really I tell you what, I tell you what, yeah. People, I fucking do. See, I knew, I was, I was convinced in that point because you're two fucking children. <laughs> well, okay. Being, we're getting the what, stick, you're saying, what you're saying is it's, boor- it's boring to say... Um, you know that form is something that you can yeah form a temporary class of permanent yeah. yeah yeah but I was saying to you I saw Dembele as the quality player that he is now and you looked at me like I was scum yes yeah because in but that you, moment but because my, my opinion is boring what I'm saying is people have done horrible things in the world that aren't boring Flav Seriously, I can tell you can. We can tell by the way your eyes and your smile. You're flapping. You're in the wind. You're flapping in the wind I'm for something I'm to hold on. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. On this Let's day. have another question. Yeah, go on. Then. 
I'm not saying that. Like, there's entertaining people around the world that have done her horrible things. Ultimately, no, if, stop if, saying seriously because every time I try and explain my point, you're making it worse. You prick. If, 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 I'm if holding we, up a mirror. If we do this podcast every week, and we're saying, well. Maybe he's not that bad. Maybe he'll settle into his role. I wasn't that's saying boring. that. I was saying well, that's, it was that's a, that's that's saying it's boring. It's boring if me if I just if I, I said a quality player there. Yeah, but and you're saying he was shit. Well, he was. You said you hated his guts. Well, I hated it for a bit. No, I'm saying there there's more to him than that. Thankfully, there is. I'm not saying there's more to Pol Pot than that. I say he was <laughs> a horrible cunt. He was. I think I've got. I've, I've miscommunicated maybe miscommunicated somewhat. You've got, you've got those eyes that Vardy has when he realises he said something wrong. I don't think I said something wrong. Right? Entertainment is. A, I forget it. Like, why do people watch horror movies? I don't. It's scary. Yeah, they're scary. They're horrible, but they entertain. They it do. makes you feel, feel something other than just. And that might be horror. All right, mate. Disgusting. Okay. Let's have a question. Fucking like working around. Seriously, invalids. That's what it's, what it's like. <laughs> What's the next one? T. Read the next question. Alex. Is a cunt. <laughs> I don't want him to be a part of the podcast anymore. Um, I'm not going to do the Jonathan Rosenthal one, but, but which, which transfer... Okay, then we'll see. We'll see how this goes, T. One of the current squad retires and decides he wants to go to, with the away fans to match up and to match up North or perhaps the North London Derby or Chelsea way. Pre-match pubs, etc. You get to be the tour guide to this new form of power. Who would you pick? Jonathan Rosenthal. Now, you know what made me think of this question is that um, when, uh, when Ajax won the league and Jan Vertonghen took the mic because they gave the mic to all the players. That's right. And he sang an anti-Fyrenord song. I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that. And um, I think he got a bit of trouble for it from the club, but the fans talked to him massively after that. Yeah. And um, that, I thought of him when, when I saw the question. I thought it was an amazing question because I thought, yeah. he's the sort of person who would stand in the bar, well, he's a bit tall for that, stand in the chair, yeah. and sing... I don't know, anti-Arsenal, anti-Chelsea songs and uh, just get the crowd going. One of the things I'm envious of of, of Arsenal is that they've got Jack Wilshere and, and you can see yeah. how much he hates us. Yeah. I want a player to come out and just do that. Yeah. Like if Harry Kane sung, like, sung about... I can see Deli Ali doing it. Yeah, 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 I can see just, that. Just, just to wind people up. Yeah, yeah I and I'll take that. that. I'll yeah. take that all. So you'd pick him? Yeah. I reckon I'd convince Ali. him to sing anti-Arsenal songs, yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, or Vaughan. I reckon Vaughan would be well up for it. Yeah, I reckon he would. Vaughan's the nicest professional footballer I've ever met. Yeah. He so looks like he's easily swayed as well. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably do, uh, I'd probably do uh, Vertonghen. That, that sounds good. Good. All right. A uh, question from Bjorn Hovenus on uh, Facebook. He says, which, which transfers have actually gone through... Uh, which, so which transfer transfers that has actually gone through has for you been the most disappointing? Did I write this question? <laughs> I'm talking about this discrepancy between expectation and how they actually turned out. His top three are Rebrov, Soldado, and Rito Ziegler. I felt sorry for Rebrov. Did you? How did we break? How did we break the leading Champions League goal scorer? Yeah, but he had Shevchenko with him. That's how. When he played still got to score goals. Rosen, no, uh, Dan Mikheyev. He's still got to score. Yeah, yeah but he's, like, there's been average players. Michael Ricketts got an England cap. Yeah, but Ricketts did it for one season. Rebrov did it for a little while. All right, in a crap league. To be fair, players from that part of the world just don't succeed over here. Um, Even Shevchenko when he came to England. Yeah, you got um, you know, Alexei Smirtin, um, Billy Nectinov, Yuri mm. Zerkov joined Chelsea. These guys just don't, just don't shine over here. It's... It's bizarre. I was well judged when they signed Billy Atnov as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember everything signed. 
Um, I think Kanchelskis is about the only one who I think has really made any sort of impact. Who's Billy Nekudov? He played for Everton, played for Russia in I think it's Euro 2008. Yeah. Arshavin, quite the same as Arshavin and Pavlichenko. Arshavin had a good... He did a lot of And Pav did it. Pav played a role. Did you remember a goal he scored against some team? The Ruben Kazan free kick was mental. Yeah, when Redknapp brought him back for a few games and he just couldn't stop fucking scoring. Well, that, that, that header from Bentley's cross against Bolton. Yes. 2 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was a typical, that was a typical like Wednesday night away up north uh, cliche. He scored. And um, the knives were ready to be out for us after that. It was, when, it was at Wild Lane. No, it wasn't. It was at Bolton because the pitch was awful, remember rightly? I remember we played Bolton after we beat Inter Milan. And um, I think we lost four two in that game, and Pavlichenko scored the hardest shot, of, one of the hardest shots I've seen in my life. Man. Yeah, almost took someone's head off. I like hard shot goal. Defoe against Hull from the edge of the box. Scored, that one? Yeah, it's scored against West Ham. Right, like what, 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 what goal did you go most crazy against? Like, like celebrate, like you lost your shit. Adebayor when to get us through to the next round of the Europa League because we were all sat me, you, Spooky, yeah. Barney all sat together and I was I was just fucking Rihanna I was like book the fucking flights book the flights perhaps 1882 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dnipro yeah. yeah lost my shit at that but that was on a personal level I, I wanted to try and think of a goal that's a bit less stereotypical because always say any goal against Arsenal is always going to be one that we yeah, went the Kane header yeah. batshit mental for whether it's the Kane header or um, when Berlin then it's called within a minute of each other yeah. at, at yeah. Arsenal at home I've got one that isn't Arsenal um, Lennon 2-0 away at Birmingham I want to say 2005 2006 was it 5 or was it when they, it was it was before they, uh, yeah, it was a kit it was a Kappa kit exactly it was yeah. a Kappa kit I think Yol or it might even yeah no it feels like it feels like Yol yeah, anyway um, and yeah we scored like Spurs at that time did not win away mm. and we just scored the second goals put us 2-0 up and the batshit how crazy it went do you have to be in the stadium Weren't you because weren't you at Leon away for Dembele? No, Ricky was. No, Ricky, yeah. was. Ricky, Ricky somehow got a ticket from uh, oh, yeah. to the top tier, but ended up in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And he's so fucked he doesn't know how. Well, I love that boy. Yeah, I like. Was. I think the stuff with United semi. I think the last goal we scored. Yeah, Everton free kick, but he scored yeah. another one. Yeah. Uh, I went pretty mental for that, and I was at home watching that one. The, uh, yeah, Dembele Leon at home, I went mental for, and then you've seen the videos. Not so much the goal, but the game. Man City, when Ericsson scored the winner, that was, I mean, I was just exhausted. And I found another one the other day of when we, that Arsenal game, when we scored within a minute each other, of just me imploring someone to blow the whistle at the end. Yeah. And just collapsing. You were screaming, you were like, yes, yes. And then the realisation it was over and that you could relax. You was like, you sat down and you went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I punched the pillow. Yeah, you punched the pillow. pillow. I'm sure everyone at home does the same. I'm, t- I'm trying to think of the top three. I think I can't say, I think Soldado was one who I wanted for such a long time. Yeah. Um, I worked with um, someone who was a Valencia fan and I said, look, I really want Soldado. He's really good. Every season, every season he's really up there in his goal scoring charts. Scores a penalty against Palace in his debut. I thought, yeah, this is this is fucking perfect. Of all those seven players we signed, that was the one I really mm. wanted, and um, that's disappointing. I listened to that podcast the other day. What? Which one? After we signed him, and we all start the podcast by singing. Oh yeah, his name. Oh, Robbie, Robbie, Soldado, Soldado. Do you know what my one was? Right, was, well, what was it? Well, yeah, next bit to that. 
He came, came from sunny Spain, Spain to play for my heart. What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Robbie, Robbie, Soldado, Soldado, Soldado. Ricky's just kid, like child enthusiasm of how excited he is. Oh, man. mate, it's so good. Um, do you know what was for me, right? Sean Davis. Yeah, because when we signed Sean Davis, I was like, yes, oh, that's a bit of me, that is. We've needed someone like that for a long time. Sean Davis then, was at the start of what we are now. Sean Davies, Michael But Carrick. I can't remember a single game he that he played, did anything in. He played over Carrick. Carrick didn't get a game yeah, for him. And in that Bolton game, Carrick came on a sub in the 91st minute. Mm-hmm. But again, that was the days before I was on like Twitter and that type of stuff. And it was it was like, if I could pick someone now, I think it would be brilliant. It would be Sean Davis. And then suddenly, just remember turning on Sky Sports News and going, well, Spurs have signed Sean Davis. And like, you brilliant. loads of players back then. At that time, it was Michael Brown and, Simon, uh, and Sean Davis. Yeah, Michael Brown was Michael like, Brown was starting so in front of. Mm. Or was it Mendes? It was Mendes and Davis. Did Michael Brown ever start in front of Carrick? He may have done. Oh, he, he may have done. Yeah, I remember yeah. Michael Brown doing a run. It might have been Bolton. I always say Bolton away. It might have been Barra. It's just stock away. And he's just running. He's running. He scores this fucking incredible goal. Well, not to say incredible. He ain't like fucking watching Ronaldinho run. It was it was very kind of workmanlike. But he made a lot of effort to get and, mm. and scored a goal. But I generally thought Sean Davis was going to be like the Eric Dyer of, of what we've got now. Do you know? Um, can I can I say one? Musa Soko. Because every time he gets the ball, I'm like, go on. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. Go on, son. Like just do. And and and, and to be to be fair to him. In his last four or five appearances, he has been average to good. I can't remember. What, I might have been Juventus. Yeah. Did he come on? Come on late against Juventus. At uh-huh. home. Yeah. I don't know. He may have done. I can't remember who it was, but even even one of the last couple of games he came on and had been doing all right. Uh, and then he goes to control the ball on the edge of the 18 yard box. Hits his, knee. hits his other foot. Yeah, yeah. And then he like stumbles, manages get it back, and I'm like, it's and it ends up being quite a good ball and then across, and I think we score. But it's a. Uh, you know when back in the days you watch a season preview and mm. um, a player he really wants to do well gets the goal that's his first goal in 12 games yeah that was always an in- indicator like Soldado against Everton yeah like you always thought oh god this is, this is like a rebirth Soldado scored against Cardiff. Cardiff at home yeah and I think the the crowd is all cheering wildly because it's like there's so and much he, it meant to him. Remember he celebrated with his hands over his face and how he relieved down. he was. And then he, got, he didn't start the next game. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, um, yeah but Moussa Sissoko, I think that they're... I mean, he's never going to be good enough. Like they, he, he'll never be what we want him to be. But he's being all he can be. Yeah. I like him, and and if, if he's being all he can, can be, I can't ask for more than that. I, I thought he. I thought again. And I think who did we play last at home? I think his possession has been excellent. Who was, it, who, who was our last game against? Fuck. Uh, Huddersfield. Yeah, Huddersfield, yeah, yeah. He, did, he, he came on and did all right. The issue with Sissoko is not whether it's good enough, it's just, it's just wrong. It's just wrong for us in that, um, given how good we are and how our team's set up against us, he's just the wrong player for us. Yeah. Um, I, when he first joined, I saw him as maybe, you know, when a team sits deep or when they're, you know, stifling us, he can run with the ball. Beyond players, but the ball doesn't go with him, so that's the problem. I like him. Yeah. I, I, I think in the last four or five games, he's he's mm. done okay. I like his bromance of Aurier, and if he keeps Aurier happy, then he can stay. I like Aurier. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't, but I like Aurier. <laughs> okay, that's it for the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you very much for joining joining us and uh, seeing through the international break with us. Uh, as you can tell, we've. Um, we scraped the barrel tonight. <laughs> we have. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Chitlins <laughs> podcast. It's what? 
When Dave Chappelle, like, he had all the leftover parts of his season one, he put the ball into one, so he called it chitlins. It's like leftover bits <laughs> of, uh, I don't know if it's a cow or a pig. That's what this podcast is, chitlins. Chitlins. All right, um, we'll be back on Thursday to preview the Chelsea game and um, get back to normal football. God, who cares about for that football, man? Jesus Christ. I wish you'd just fuck off. Like, if, you, if you had the opportunity right now to, to just remove... England. Oh, God. Just as a, an entire country, just remove it from the nation, we'd just be blobbing around in the sea. I think genera- as generations go on, I think international football will slowly, slowly, slowly die. But it will go at some point. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in Central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.